0: Hello, welcome to this episode of the independent dealer podcast brought to you by Buckeye dealership consulting. Luke, the podcast has been going great. We're super excited with the growth. Uh, thank you guys for your reviews, sharing this with a friend. Uh, it's still moving forward. And we are getting into convention season. So this yep. episode of real treat, we got Jeff Martin, he is the executive director of TIADA and the upcoming convention.
1: Yeah. So we discuss upcoming convention. Uh, We're going to have a bunch of dealers there. There's going to be a bunch of uh, vendors there and they're going to really, it's time to get back. It's time to network. It's time to meet people. And Jeff's going to tell us how to do that at the upcoming Texas independent automobile. July
0: 25th, 26th, 27th round rock. You fly right into Austin. Super easy. So we hope to see you guys in a month at convention in Texas um it, it should be a great time to get back together and start networking with everyone and that's really what it's about right luke yep. we're learning from each other we're making connections we're growing um it should be a really really great time and of course luke and i are going to have a session there so uh yeah. you know we will really to see you guys and say hi record
1: a live podcast there
0: yeah yeah live live so maybe you'll, you'll be involved also luke we're going to try something new too in the next coming episodes um we're gonna we're gonna sit around and do a book of the a book of the quarter a book of the year yeah. right
1: luke so, you know, I, we've just been going through a lot of struggles with management and me maybe not doing what I should be doing at the office. And I and I kept thinking about what's what's the book that I need to go back to. And the book is Good to Great from Jim Collins. And it, that book we're going to dive into, um, I believe, it's something that all of us can benefit from and we can take it part by part. I'm going to have a bunch of notes and we're just going to talk to it maybe to make us all better dealers.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm a couple chapters into it. I bought the audiobook version is a little slow for me. So I bought the physical version. So I'm going to read it to make sure I'm retaining, but I'm going to follow along and, and Luke's going to kind of guide us in this expedition of from good to great as told by Jim Collins. And it's, a, it is a lot of great stuff. He looks at all these businesses and why did they go from good to great? What was it inside of that business that made that company excel? Um, so I think it'll be a great, great thing for us as dealers to just kind of grow ourselves from our management standpoint, not just, you know, always cars, cars, cars. So Yep. All right, guys, here is the episode with Jeff Martin. Hope you enjoyed. Welcome to the Independent Dealer Podcast with hosts Luke Godwin and Jeff Watson, a podcast by dealers for dealers. Here we go. Texas, we <laughs> talked about, we joked about, it's, it's kind of the kickoff convention, right? For convention season. I mean, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, I don't know, guys, but uh, but Texas is the big one, right? I mean, this is, it's big, right?
2: Yeah, we're obviously we're excited about it. We'll have uh, probably a little over 300 dealers uh, will attend the conference. We'll have probably around 550 total attendees, including our associate members and spouses and things of that nature. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right, Jeff, for everybody. This is an exciting time. You know, all the states that have uh, conferences, I think, are trying to put those on uh, June, July, August. And, uh, and I know when I talk to my counterparts uh, in other parts of the, the country, they're, they're all very excited about it as well.
1: What, uh, Jeff, if I'm a dealer, uh, let's say in a surrounding state or uh, Louisiana or uh, uh, Michigan or somewhere like that, why do I care about the Texas convention? Why should I?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Luke. Uh, We've been very fortunate. Really, over the last five to six years, we've had a number of uh, dealers from other states who attend our conference. Uh, and, and primarily it's because of the education. We have five, uh, tracks that run simultaneously. Uh, one track is primarily, uh, compliance and that is usually focused on Texas, but the other four tracks are open to any, any dealer in the country would get something out of it. In fact, I will tell you that, uh, on Tuesday we have uh, panel discussions and our panel discussions are usually made up from dealers, uh, from other parts of the country. We'll have dealers from, Montana, New Mexico, uh, Pennsylvania, a number of uh, areas. And and I feel like our Texas dealers get a lot out of that as well. Hearing uh, what other dealers, how how the the industry is impacting other dealers in other states. And so, um, you know, and another thing that we've put in place a few years ago, uh, if you are a dealer and you're attending uh, from another state then we give you the, the same rate that you would get if you were a member in Texas. And huh. we give half of that, um, that registration back to the, the state, wherever you're coming from.
1: Wow, that's neat. That's, uh, that's good to hear. Uh, and where is it in Texas? Uh, where, is it at the same place y'all usually have it or do y'all switch it around? What it, what's...
2: No, it's, it's actually in Round Rock, Texas this year. It's at the Kalahari Resort which is a brand new resort, it just opened in 2020. Uh, so uh, it's got you know all the things that you would want at a resort, the indoor water park, the outdoor water park, the fine dining restaurants. Uh, I think there are only four Kalaharis in the United States and, uh, and this one was brand new, opened uh, here in Round Rock.
1: Well, that's really neat. It's a good place to bring your family if you're gonna go, I know that. And even though Texas is hot as a firecracker uh, in, the, <laughs> in the end of July, there'd be plenty of things to do and have fun in that resort. I'm sure.
2: Yes. Certainly want to emphasize the indoor water park. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think if, if uh, to your point, if you're in Texas in July and you're coming from uh, Montana, which I understand is really hot in Montana right now too, but yeah, indoor water parks are probably going to be a little bit more down your, your alley.
1: For sure. For sure. Is there a theme to the convention this year, a theme of the education Uh, You know, it's been so long since we've been in person uh, to do education. Um, Maybe we forgot what education is about. Can you dig into that a little bit?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we don't really do any uh, like overall theme uh, for the conference. We focus very much when we start building our conference. We usually start about 16 months prior to the actual conference, and we focus very much on education. We spend a lot of time, I'm I'm very fortunate that we've got a great team here. We travel around the country uh, and go to a number of the national conferences. We sit in on uh, literally hundreds of education sessions, taking notes, and trying to bring back a good mix of education for our members. To be real, real frank with you, Luke, uh, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, themed conferences and dress up conferences. I feel like if you focus on the education, that's what the dealers are there for. And that's what, you know, we kind of pride ourselves on, uh, on having the best education in the country. And and we spend a lot of time kind of sourcing that education, if you will, trying to help answer the questions and, and help our dealers be successful. And this is where they find that. The, the networking speaks for itself too, uh, you know, having the dealers and, and you guys know, you guys are both dealers, ha- having the opportunity to visit with other dealers about what's going on in their industry is, uh, every time we get feedback from our conference, that's the number one thing that people talk about. Well, we have uh, what we call on Monday, we do dealer roundtables. Mm-hmm we'll have 12 different uh, round table topics dealers can rotate around you get an opportunity to sit at three uh, of the round tables and uh, inevitably our members or our attendees always tell us you know the dealer round tables were were fantastic it's kind of a forced networking environment yeah. but yep. the networking is what the dealers really get uh, really get out of the conference so uh, the short uh, i guess there's no short answer now that i've talked this long but the long answer to your question is for us the the theme is education
1: and i think jeff can speak a lot uh, jeff watson that is can
0: speak a lot to uh to the networking. and he loves that about conferences are, are you ready for that jeff yeah i mean obviously that's the best part uh, we Luke and i talk about it all the time it's dealers helping dealers you know everyone's everyone's business is a little bit different and there are these broad topics that we all talk about, but man, you got to ask questions, and you want to get input from dealers that have done it before, or how they might be doing it differently, or looking at it at a different angle. And you're like, wow, I, I never even thought about that. Like, I didn't even think that this was a possibility, or that I should look at it from this angle, or that, you know. So, so there's so much strategy to the way you, you know, position cars, or buy, or price, or handle your employees. So, it, it's it's a great, great thing. And one thing I, I was looking at the agenda. Um, I mean it's you guys pack it into i mean realistically a day and a half right i mean it looks like you've got some welcome stuff on sunday you've got all day sessions monday and then about half day on tuesday so if any dealers are too worried about being out of their dealership fly in sunday night hit all sessions on monday half session on tuesday fly home tuesday night you're in texas you're in the middle of the country so you're only out of your dealership for two days
2: yeah and and we you know it's one of the things that i would say our members have been very loud about jeff is don't make this a week-long conference don't take you know we've got to be selling cars We, we need to be making money and um certainly and that's one of the reasons that we offer as much education as we do simultaneously because we recognize that you know every track is not going to be for every member we have a buy here pay here track we have a retail track as i mentioned earlier we have a compliance track and then we also have found that Technology and management sometimes seem to be in their own their own track. And what we would uh, what we would suggest is find you know two or three of those key people at your dealership. If you can pull them away for a day or a day and a half, uh, you can get all the education you want. You know, we still have the governance of the association, which that's just part of associations. Uh, and you'll see a lot of that on Monday where we have our board meetings, our house of delegates, we elect our officers, we talk about setting our legislative agenda, any bylaw changes, but really for the core member, they're coming for the education. And yeah. so to your point, Jeff, if you're there Monday and, and really half a day on Tuesday, uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna get all the education. We've got an award ceremony on Tuesday night. Um, and again, that's usually for you know the, the dealer or the member who's a little bit more involved in the association but we've heard that numerous times that, you know, don't build yeah. a conference that has a lot of downtime for, for our- uh...
0: Nonsense. Yeah. I don't want to sit around and go to some social or some sponsored lunch pitch. So speaking of pitches, Jeff, do we have, I mean, does TIADA have a commitment to have a no infomercial uh, education sessions? Like I get it. If we're going to be talking about GPSs, yes, you should probably have it presented by someone who has been in the industry for 50 years making gps's or compliance guy who runs compliance i don't want joe schmo dealer up there telling me about compliance right so i get it you have to have the compliance guy up there but i'm guessing these guys have very specific situations that they're not there to just pitch their shtick the whole time
2: it's very rare that we have anyone who is uh, an associate member and we we love our associate members we love our vendors we feel like they have a place and we really focus on making that place the expo that's where a dealer should go and have that opportunity to talk to someone about their products and their services we're really excited about our expo this year we're going to have over 120 uh, vendors in there and we've got a number of new vendors particularly some of that was driven through Through the pandemic, you know, we're seeing a lot of new faces in that expo, but specifically to your point, Jeff, we have a sign up uh, in our education that says text to this number if you feel like uh, this is turning into a uh, into some type of infomercial and and you know it's funny the. Obviously, everybody wants to be up there and let me go out there and talk about my product or let me talk about my service. But in reality, what associate members really want and what our vendors want, and we have very frank conversations with them. They want dealers to be there. And you know, as well as I do, the one thing that will kill a conference is if someone feels like it's an infomercial. And if the dealer yeah. stop showing up, well, then the vendors are gonna stop showing up. And so we've always focused on making sure we can get as many attendees as we can. And the way that you get those attendees, in my opinion, is by building education that they wanna go see. And so we have panel discussions and there are many times where we may reach out to some of our key uh, sponsors and say, who are some of the, the dealers that you feel like we should have on that panel. And and we're excited to have those dealers on the panel, but I feel like a dealer hearing from another dealer is always going to um, come across better and it's gonna be more successful than having an associate member up there uh, talking about their, their product. And, and, and yeah. I gotta say, we've got phenomenal sponsors and, and vendors and, and they see that the same way. I kind
0: yeah. of picture it, Luke, I picture, have you been to like the professional sports games, right? Where they have the phone number to text for rowdy fans. I just picture it me like <laughs> texting. It's, and then all of a sudden the guys, the security guards come in and haul off the presenter oh, wow. in the middle of the <laughs> presentation. How well, you know, we,
2: we actually did. Uh, so Jeff, you say that we actually did get one of those texts one time from one of our members who texted to say, I just wanted to see if this worked. <laughs>
0: so, Everyone comes running in. That's all we've
2: gotten so far. So, you know, that
1: yeah. that's interesting that, And we don't want to be pitched to, but I tell you what, one of the greatest things I get out of
0: a conference is the expo. Okay. Hey everybody, sorry to interrupt the podcast real quick. Uh, We need to tell you guys Buckeye Dealer Consulting is sponsoring the podcast these days. Luke, what do they do? So, uh, you know, I use uh, Buckeye
1: for part of my reinsurance company and it's great. Uh, They came up with some products that I didn't know about before. The new one thing they're pushing a lot is this PSI product post sell inspection. Why give your money to these big auctions when you can reinsure yourself? Um, and if things go wrong, you don't have to worry about someone else sending you a check. You can do it out of your reinsurance. Another, you know, another product I use with them is uh, V, V. so one of those products. Anyway, it covers my portfolio. VSI, vehicle, vehicle single interest. <laughs> there All we right? go. And it, it covers my portfolio for those damages outside of normal repos. Buckeye has been around for a long time. They're great guys. They care about you. Uh, Call them, right?
0: Yeah, down. and they're going to be at convention. Yes, sir, all of so them. So come out to Austin, see them, talk with them, ask them questions. That's Let's right. Back to the podcast.
1: Um, how many vendors are going to be there? Because, you know, we have not had that face-to-face contact with so many vendors for so long. I think that's something that is really going to be front and center at the conventions coming up.
2: Man, it's a great question, Luke, and it was a big challenge for us because we started selling our, you know, we had two things that we struggled with, and I, I say we, really anybody that's trying to put on conferences, uh, we were struggling with this. How are you going to deal with the social distancing? What are the CDC guidelines going to be at that time? What are the guidelines going to be in your state or in your county where you're having it? So when you start talking about... And, and we could do it with education. We, I think pretty early on realized how we could separate people in the room if you're having a, a, classroom, edu- a classroom style education. But you guys know those expos, man, that's a free for all. And trying to tell people to socially distance and where you can stand. Um, we, we were working with the fire marshal. We looked at spacing out our expo and exactly what that would look like. We looked at uh, having people snake through the expo as opposed to just uh, Um, going wherever you wanted to. Uh, Fortunately, we're not going to have to deal with any of that, but it did add an extra layer, just kind of a planning for us. And I know the associate members were in the the same position. You know, our vendors, particularly some of our vendors out of the Northeast, they are still under no travel bans. So uh, Hmm. we have some of our associate members who have been vendors in the past who have said, we want to have a presence at your conference. But unfortunately, if we don't, if they don't have, um, if they don't have sales staff on the ground in Texas, they're not going to be able to have a presence because they're still under the, the no travel ban. Now I will tell you in the last month, we had a a number who have said that they weren't going to be able to attend. And all of a sudden now they are going to be able to attend. Um, so we're going to have, again, we'll have, I think we have 127 booths. Uh, I think we have about 17 left at this point. And, um, the, you know, we're a, a number of uh, a new dealers, as as we had talked about, and uh, and we're pretty fortunate. We're not gonna, we will not have a uh, no mask mandate in place in Texas, and and there will, and there's not going to be social distancing. We're going to try to make everybody feel as comfortable as possible.
0: Yeah, Luke's going to have one with the pie, where you just walk up and you get hit with the pie in the face. So <laughs> be sure to come. What 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 you were saying though is so good, Jeff. Earlier is that so much so much new technology has been born through this right like so much new uh, digital retailing and remote retailing and all these uh new text platforms and video and all this stuff has come along in this time and and we don't know you know so so both to luke's point it's so great to go see these new vendors and and see the stuff that's been reinvented and realize that you've been working with a dinosaur for so long and all of a sudden this solution you didn't think existed actually isn't now exists. And I would say Texas convention, I mean Texas Expo Hall, it's it rivals the biggest ones, right? I mean as far as vendors, the national convention, I would think maybe has the same or I don't know, but but you guys, I mean it, it's not a it's not a little peanut circus, right?
2: Yeah, no, I always say, yeah, no, we, we definitely, uh, we're very proud of the expo. Uh, it's something that, and I'll tell you, one of the reasons that we've been successful in building the expo, uh, the way that we built it is we did get a lot of input from the vendors. We listen to, you know, every year we have a meeting uh, with all the vendors who want to attend. We, we schedule a separate meeting and say, what can we do to make this expo better? And so they've helped in, you know, uh, coming up with ideas to drive our, our vendor or drive our, our attendees to the expo. But yeah, I know it's, it's a pretty good size expo. I mean, there's, there are some, you know, big booths. You'll see all the big names that, that are in the industry, but also to your point, Jeff, and I know I mentioned this a couple of times, but you know, the number of new vendors that we have, and a lot of that's driven by the technology or a lot of that was driven by people trying to uh, figure out how to um, deliver vehicles and, and, you know, the kind of the touchless transactions that were going on during COVID. And so we see a lot of the, the new technology that is out there that I think people always felt like was coming, but the pandemic just sped it up. Mm. And so a lot of those, a lot of those vendors will be there as well. That's uh,
1: that's awesome. I, mean, I can't wait to see so many faces. I hadn't seen in about two years. Uh, Jeff, t- during the pandemic, uh, let's go off a, a little bit of convention. Let's go to what you've been hearing from dealers in your state. What is one of the biggest issues that you, uh, Texas dealers have brought to the association in the last uh, 12 months?
2: Well, I mean, it's one of the things that I know, you know, you guys are doing a live podcast at our conference and, and it's the topic that you're covering. I mean, inventory is the challenge and, you know, that's, that's on everybody's mind right now. You can drive up and down the street, you can see whether it's the franchise dealership or it's the, the used car dealership that, you know, a used car dealership that has, is that's, uh, you know, set up to have 80 cars and they've got 12 cars on the lot. I mean, we're we're all struggling with that. Um, And and our dealers are are no different, you know, trying to find that inventory and and paying uh, for a vehicle that may be uh, two years older than what you used to carry, but you're paying the same price that you paid a year ago. And so now that not only is the inventory and supply chain issue, now it becomes a, a, you know, kind of an economic issue. Mm. Uh, You know, as you guys know, Cash is king and cash flow, you, you we gotta keep these businesses open. And, and people that are really leveraged, uh, I think they're gonna have a bigger challenge. You know, The banks are, they're gonna be asking, they wanna get paid as well. And, and our guys have gotta be selling cars. So that, that's the big issue. Funding is always a big challenge as well. And then the thing that we talked about earlier, you know, technology, how can I do this and be more efficient? Um, you know, we, we went through a couple of kind of some regulatory questions and, and challenges. Uh, that the pandemic brought up, we had a number of people that were working from home and uh, our state agencies didn't really, they weren't really set up to recognize uh, people working from home or, or the way they would say it in Texas is working from an unlicensed location. Hmm. And, and that created kind of some some new challenges for us, but everyone was working from home. And so we were fortunate during the legislative session to be able to work on some legislation that opened that up. It's something certainly, Luke, you know, three years ago, we never would have even thought about going yeah. to a legislator and saying, hey, what if we have some uh, dealers who want to have employees who, who are going to work from home? And some of the things that came out of that then, Luke, was when our dealers were communicating to us, hey, this is something that we found that we can do. And, you know, like, let's say if you're in the buy-here-pay-here industry, maybe their collectors are more efficient uh, working from home. And, uh, and again, that was something two, three years ago we would have never even thought about that. And, and it, we actually were able to pass some legislation that, that's going to allow that going forward.
1: I'm glad to hear that Texas really got in there and and helped the dealers out when it came to that, because I know there were certain parts of Texas that you couldn't even open your door. Uh, We have, we have a friend in, I guess the Fort Worth area and they uh, they, there for a bit, they couldn't even go to work. Right. It was that, was that not the norm in Texas or.
2: It it really wasn't Luke. And man, it was a challenge when the pandemic first hit, not to kind of rehash all of this, but so, so Texas never, never closed. We never, uh, they never took the position that, um, the auto industry was not an essential business. um, But there were some counties, and then even some states who had different ordinances. And so uh, I kind of laugh, our team is used to, you know, going to auctions and recruiting members and working on legislative issues and doing magazines. And all of a sudden, I was like, okay, we're going to pull up every county ordinance and every state ordinance, which in Texas is a lot yeah. and read through those ordinances and try to help our dealers understand to your point, can you even be open? Mm. If you can be open, what what does it look like? Uh, and, um, and, and and there were some states that took, I mean, I'm sorry, some, some cities that took some pretty hard stances. And it was for, I would say probably about a week to two weeks before we kind of got that worked out in, in all the different uh, counties and cities. And the county and city ordinances wouldn't always match either. So you may be in like McLennan County, for example, which is where Waco is at, Waco's ordinance and McLennan County's ordinance did not match. And so then it really depended on where your dealership was at and it may be two blocks away and one dealership was under, under a different ordinance than, than the other. And that was the biggest challenge I think. And probably the, the one of the primary roles that we were able to play as an association, I know all the other associations across the, the country were doing the same thing, you know, trying to help their dealers understand Number one, can I be open? And of course, you know how dealers are, what they really, the real question they're asking is, how much trouble am I going to get in if I do it? <laughs> that was the real yeah. question. They don't ask it that way, but that's what they mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I tell you, that's great. Um, appreciate all the work you do. And, and I know that uh, Texas is in good hands with you. Uh, Jeff Watson, do you have anything else for Jeff Martin?
0: No, I think that's great. Just to, to wrap up um, a summary, July 25th, Twenty sixth, twenty seventh, Austin, Round Rock, right? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it's 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 actually Round Rock, Texas, but that's just north of Austin. So yeah, Austin Airport, and then and then and then drive up to Round and Rock, and that's
0: where you'd fly in, and you could get an Uber from Austin Airport up to the convention center, the hotel, yeah, right? Yeah, to the Kalahar. Okay, so anyone trying to get in yeah. there anywhere in the country, it's probably a two three hundred dollar round yeah, trip. Yeah. You got a forty dollar yeah. Uber ride, and you got a hundred and ninety dollar hotel room. Like, come on, there's no excuse not to get out and, and get I, educated for a day and a half. Yeah, and
2: yeah, we're gonna and, be there, and, and, an aw- and an awesome time. Hey, let me add one more thing real quick that um, that I think is just kind of unique with the, the Texas conference um, and. And I would just encourage other associations and other dealer members who are listening to your podcast, you know, certainly get involved with your association. I I know Jeff and Luke do a great job being involved in their respective associations. Um, But one of the things that we've done with our association that has, it's probably been one of the most valuable things that we've done. We have a really professional group uh, of attendees and as we had mentioned earlier, the, the education is is one of the things that brings them there. But we also, uh, about five years ago, we started bringing legislators to our conference. And we have probably around 15 different legislators who attend wow. our conference. Mm. And without fail, every single year, we will have a legislator who will come up to me and they say almost the exact same thing. They always say, I just didn't know that it was this professional, you know, and I think that as... the you know, you got we have a tough image as used car dealers, and yeah. so when we can bring legislators to our conference and they can see us in that setting and they can see that we've got a group of people who are interested in one being compliant, being educated, taking care of their consumers. But when we can show legislators, you can show them that in action. When you go to the legislative session the next year and you see those same legislators, they remember what they saw at that conference, they remember that really professional looking group of people who are used car dealers. And, and it just, I think it's invaluable. We, like I say, we started that about 15 years, I mean, about five years ago, we have about 15 legislators who show up and, and now we get calls from legislators who are asking, Hey, by the way, can I come to you conference this year? Uh, they've really started building some of those grassroots relationships. And so I feel like if you have that platform, you know, in your state, if you have that platform as a conference and take advantage of it, ask, you know, even if you start with one or two legislators, and then you can build on that over the years so that when a when something comes up like a pandemic or whatever it may be, and you have to go to the legislature to to uh, you know I- express whatever your concern is, uh, the image that they have in in their mind is that professional conference that they went to.
1: That's that's a great idea. I've never thought about yeah. that ever. So uh, great uh, great job there in Texas.
2: All right, looking forward to seeing you guys in July then, right?
1: Yeah, yes, sir. We'll see you Probably then. four weeks. Thanks, Jeff.
2: All right, thanks, Jeff, and we really appreciate it. All right, buddy.
0: So glad you joined us. Please take a minute to leave us a review and share this podcast with a friend. The Independent Dealer Podcast. Dealers helping dealers.